You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the NFL Week 8 episode of the Bacon Bets podcast. Got a lot of things I want to talk about and mention here before we dive into the picks. Number one, uh, let's just start off with a negative here. Not a good week. Back-to-back weeks have not been good. Uh, went 6-8 and eight for minus 2.43 units. That's not great. Uh, I will say it finished better than what it could have been because at the end of the early afternoon games on Sunday, I was sitting at 1-7. Thankfully, I swept the uh, late afternoon board 4-0 and then lost Sunday night primetime but won Monday night primetime on the Bears. So it, it was it was on pace for being a historically bad week. We recovered a little bit, but still, that is back-to-back bad losing weeks. We went from being up around 7 units, I think, to now we sit at... 52, 53, 52, and 3 for minus 1.45 units. So we are back in the negative for the second time this season. This is something I've not experienced in my three years of doing the road to 272 bets. We got a little bit of adversity that we need to deal with now. But hey, it's a challenge. I don't bet on every single NFL game, 272 games, 272 bets, because it's easy. I do it because it's hard. And I need to remember, even though we are looking pretty good there, I need to remember my main goal every year is to be profitable. We are, we're not, we're not, this is not out of reach. We're seven weeks in, we're only down a unit and a half, lots of time, and I still, this sounds like an excuse, I feel like I've had some bad beats recently. I've had games lost on muff punts. I had the over in the Ravens and Browns this week lost because uh, of fumbles and penalties that uh, kept uh, any last second field goals happening. I've uh lost because teams fumble on the one yard line i've lost because teams decide to go for it on fourth down instead of kick a field goal i've lost just about every single way imaginable and we're still okay we're alive so let's keep going i gotta say i do love the board this week i smell a big bounce back week but now that we have the negative out of the way gotta mention the positive here in the survivor pool i've been listening each week, uh, then you know that I'm in a survivor pool. I had two entries. One was eliminated on like week four or five because of the Colts, the first time they lost to the Titans. The other one uh, that I will admit uh, is my girlfriend's entry, not technically mine, but it is a little bit of a team effort. We are alive. Now, this is Joe Ostrowski's. Started with 1,131 entries. We are down to the final 21. 
So I have a the grand prize is twenty five thousand dollars. I have a one in twenty one chance at winning that. My coworker Reed Wallach also has an entry left uh, in the final twenty one. Exciting times in two weeks. I think it was two weeks in a row now. If you listen to the podcast, I said I was going to go with the Buccaneers. Uh, and now two weeks in a row, I switched off them last second. And thankfully, I did because now they've lost two weeks in a row and eliminated a good majority of the pool. So last week, uh, two weeks ago, I was on the Bucks. I think I even said on the podcast, Bucks. I switched to the Rams, I think it was, to beat the Panthers. And this past week, I said I was going to take the Bucks and uh, against the Panthers again. Uh, but I ended up switching to the Raiders. And thank God, because the Buccaneers and the Patriots were the two top most selected teams in Survivor this week. They both lost, uh, which really only left people who chose the Raiders and then the people who, a few people who picked some odd, oddball teams. Like Dolphins, I know, were had a couple entries in our pool. So down to the final 21, the 25K is close. Very, very tough week for Survivor this week. I'll get into my pick for that uh, at the end of the podcast. Nothing locked in yet, though. Um, but I'll tell you which way I'm leaning. So that's some good news. Uh, because if I win $25,000, then I don't really care how my bets go because I'll be up uh, a lot of units no matter how the rest of my season goes. So I'm cheering for Survivor. Let's go. Uh, and the final thing I want to talk about in this, I feel like I talk about every year. Um, it happens at least once a year, and I have to bring it up, and that is the whole debate about statistics this is something that happens every year it happened last year it was me arguing against titans fans now it's me arguing against giants fans i look stupid i was wrong going against the giants this week um but i have to stick to my guns here because they aren't statistically a good football team now i get in arguments with people who say stats don't matter literally the only thing that matters in wins and losses and i'll say that there's two ways to look at teams. There's You can either look at it like you're a fan, and if you're a fan of the Giants or you're a fan of uh, like the Titans again this year, uh, then you're right. Wins are the only thing that matters, and that's the only thing you should care about. But my job as a sports better, my job as someone who creates sports betting content, is I can't just evaluate teams based on their win-loss record. If you evaluate a team based on their win-loss record, then if the Giants and Chiefs are playing against each other this week, I guess that means that the Giants should be favored because the Giants have a better record. So of course, And of course, you wouldn't set the Giants as the favorite in that matchup. You have to look at things deeper. I choose to look at statistics. Now, some people come to me and they say there's more to football than just stats, and yeah, there is. But that is the only thing that we can actually hold on to. It's the only thing we can measure. It's the only thing we can look at as objective fact. If you look at other things like motivation, if you look at other team things like, oh, this team just plays hard and they know how to get it done. These aren't things you can measure. You might be right in saying some of those things. You could be wrong in saying some of those things. And obviously you seem right in hindsight if your team ends up being 5-1 and one and you argue against the guy who's saying that you should base things off statistics. Now, I'm not a professional better. I don't claim to be. I don't even claim to be a sharp better. But I think generally, if you want to win at sports betting, if you generally would like to not lose as much money as possible, then I think what you should probably do is mimic the habits and the strategies of people who do make a living betting on sports, who do gamble thousands of dollars every single weekend. And I guarantee you professional sports bettors 
don't choose who they're going to bet on each week uh, because of things like motivation factor and because, oh, this team just plays hard and, oh, this team, oh, I just think they have the other team's number. They don't bet based on the eye test. They bet based on statistics. And actually, the edge, if you're looking for an edge, is not through the eye test. The edge that you can get is by betting the lines early as soon as they're released. Though that's the edge that professional bettors get. I guarantee you people who do this for a living do not bet based on the eye test. They bet based on numbers, analytics, and betting on the lines as soon as possible before they move and getting closing line value. That's how you get a leg up on the industry. It is not by best betting based on your gut. It is not betting based on records of teams or anything like that. So yeah, it might work for you. It might work for you sometimes. Maybe it works for you more often than not, at least as of late. But over the long term, you need to rely on things that you can measure, things that you can look at as objective fact. And the only thing that we have, uh, the only th measurable things that we have are statistics. So if you dismiss them, I think that's a mistake. But hey, what do I know? I'm not a professional better either. Go ahead and keep betting on your gut feeling. Best of luck to you. But I wanted to go on that quick little rant because... Like I said, this is an argument I get in every single year. I got into, into it with tit uh, Titans fans last year. I'm getting into it with Giants fans this year because I keep betting against their teams. I'm not a hater. If the Giants were 5-1 and one and they were in the top 10 in yards per play and top 10 in opponent yards per play and great at third down conversions and statistically outranked all these other teams, and I'd be betting on them st still. I'd be betting on them again. I don't hate the New York Giants. I don't hate the Tennessee Titans. But if they keep winning, but their numbers look like shit, I have to evaluate them as a bad team and bet accordingly. Even if it doesn't work in the short term, even if it bites me in the ass a couple weeks in a row. That is the strategy I've decided to go with. It has worked for me over the long term. I'm banking on it working in the future. Some weeks like this past week, it's going to come back and haunt me in a big way. But that's betting. That's variance. That's luck. That's why we do it. So, no, I've had two bad weeks in a row. I'm not changing my strategy. I'm sticking to it. And I got a good feeling about this week. Love the board this week. I think there's some great opportunities to win some bets. So, let's dive into it. It is the NFL Week 8 episode of the Bacon Bets Podcast. Let's go. No, Lisa. The only monster here is the gambling monster that has enslaved your mother. I call him Gamblor. And it's time to snatch your mother from his neon claws. into it Thursday night football Baltimore Ravens Tampa Bay Buccaneers the Buccaneers opened as betting favorites for some reason I jumped on the Ravens right when that happened plus one and a half I think the line let me actually check here I think the line has completely flipped I think the Ravens are now two point favorites uh just gonna look at yeah one and a half point favorites so the line has completely flipped I got the Ravens plus one and a half I will say for anyone who's looking to bet on it now, I like the Ravens at minus three or anything less. So if it's still minus one and a half and you listen to it, I still like the Ravens minus two, minus two and a half. I still like the minus three. Uh, probably go with the over instead. Um, but no indication is going to move all the way up to three. It likely will not. I would say the most it's probably going to move is two and a half, but it's probably going to stay right around 
the one and a half mark here. Uh, but I just can't bet on the Buccaneers until I see a game where they win convincingly. It has not happened yet. The, their offense looks broken. Looks terrible. I don't know why they are originally set as favorites. 26th in the NFL in yards per play heading into this week. They're, that is behind the Houston Texans, Denver Broncos, New York Jets, Carolina Panthers. Their offense has been horrible. Ravens 8th in yards per play in the NFL by comparison. Tampa also hasn't stopped the run on defense as well as they used to. 16th in opponent yards per carry, so Ravens should find some success on the ground. Now, I will say, if there's one area that I'm concerned about, it is the Ravens' pass defense. The Bucks will probably move the ball, probably score at least a little bit in this game. I don't think it's going to be enough, though. Let's take a look at some other stats. Third down offense, Ravens 9th, Bucks 26th. Red zone offense, Bucks 26th again, Ravens 12th. Third down defense, Ravens 9th, Bucks 24th. Red zone defense, both teams are bad. To be fair, Bucks still worse, though. Baltimore 26th, Tampa Bay 31st. So even though the Bucks' defense still a good unit overall, but the run defense is average, their third down defense and red zone defense are bad. 24th and 31st in third down and red zone defense. Got to back the Ravens here. I just can't trust the Buccaneers until we see something different from them because this is not just one or two games now. This is a season long of bad offense from the Buccaneers. The only time they looked half decent was who, against the Falcons? And even then, they probably didn't score as much as they should have. So I'll take Ravens plus one and a half, minus 110 against the Buccaneers. Broncos, Jaguars, the final London game of the NFL season even earlier kickoff than the past ones 9 30 a.m eastern what an ugly way to wake up on your Sunday morning by having to watch the Broncos and the Jaguars I'm going to take the under 40 in this one I don't see any reason why why we should stop betting on the under in games involving the Broncos they are quite literally exactly what you want to see on a team if you're going to bet the under uh they lead the NFL in opponent yards per play. So they are the number one defense in almost every single defensive category, mainly opponent yards per play. They're also fifth in opponent third down conversion rate and first in opponent red zone scoring percentage. If you want a defense to be good, if you want a defense to keep the other team from scoring points, you got to stop them from moving the ball. You got to stop them converting third downs into first downs, and you got to stop them from getting in the end zone when they get down the red zone. Broncos first, fifth, and first in those three main categories and their offense 23rd in yards per play 31st in red zone and third down conversion rate and dead last in red zone touchdown percentage they are an under betters dream teams are only scoring a touchdown on 25 percent of their red zone trips against the broncos defense that's unbelievable now the jaguars are have kind of just turned into like a below average team they're not really great at anything they're not really terrible at anything so this under bet is more on the broncos more than anything else any game involving the broncos the total has to be in like the mid 30s for me to go anywhere else i'll go broncos jaguars under 40 minus 110 for the sunday morning london kickoff at wembley stadium then we have the steelers and the eagles and I will lay the 10 points with the Eagles. That's where it was when I bet it. It is now up to 10.5. It's moved up a half point. Still like it at that number. The Steelers' offense stinks. 
they're going to need a lot of things to go right for them to stay in this game. They rank dead last in the NFL in yards per play heading into week eight, averaging just 4.8 yards per snap. Another take on the Eagles defense, which has actually turned out to be better than their offense recently. One of the best defenses in the NFL. And if they're, they do actually have a weakness though. You can actually run the ball against the Eagles defense. They're 28th in opponent yards per carry. But the issue is the Steelers rank uh, dead last, I believe, in um, yards per rush, only averaging 3.7 yards per carry. So the Steelers can't, they, they don't have the skill or the ability to attack the Eagles where they're weak. And that's going to that's gonna be a problem for them. And let's not forget the last time the Steelers played a defense this good, it was the Bills, and they lost 38-3. So not only are the Steelers outskilled in this game, it's also a terrible matchup for them stylistically. I will back the Eagles to win big in this spot, minus 10, minus 110 against Pittsburgh in the Battle of Pennsylvania. Next up, we have Patriots and Jets, and I will go with the under 41 and a half in this game. Uh, it is still at that as of recording this on Monday night. Uh, so I, I like the under in this one. Jets are kind of a similar team to the Broncos, but maybe not as exaggerated. Their defense is significantly better than their offense, and I respect the Jets. Unlike teams like the Giants and Titans, who I don't think deserve the record, I think the Jets do, especially defensively. Uh, top 10, I think they're like 4th or 5th in opponent yards per uh, yards per play. Uh, and their offense hasn't been great. Uh, they're 6th, uh, sorry, 6th in opponent yards per play. 3rd in opponent yards per carry, keeping teams at 3.9 yards per rush. I think that's going to be extremely effective against the Patriots offense, which relies on the run game. Um, and their offense has not been great. 22nd in yards per play, not only that, but they've lost arguably two of their best defensive or offensive players and Brees Hall, and Elijah Vera Tucker. They're probably their best offensive linemen. So big weapon they lost on Brees Hall. Big loss on their offensive line by losing Elijah Vera Tucker. Uh, Patriots run the ball. That should kind of keep the clock moving. They're not exactly a high-powered offense either. Their defense has come around recently. Actually, I have that in my notes, but as of watching Friday Monday Night Football, their defense did not look good against the Bears. But regardless... I think the under is the way to go in this one. So I like Patriots, Jets, under 41 and a half, minus 110. Next up, we got the Panthers and the Falcons here. I uh, got a terrible line on this one. I got the Falcons minus six, minus 115. It's all the way down uh, to minus four and a half, I think. Uh, so I got bad juice on a bad line. Uh, and I will be completely honest with you. This is one of the first bets I placed. And it might have been a little bit reactionary. I bet it on Sunday before I even looked at stats. I just can't get it out of my head that, yeah, the Panthers just beat, beat the Buccaneers. But let's be clear. There's no way the Panthers are better with P.J. Walker and no Christian McCaffrey. I mean, maybe they're better without Matt Rule. Uh, but still, their offense 25th in yards per play. The Falcons are 15th. Now, the reason why I was a little bit quick, and I should have waited to see if the line came down or even bet Panthers a plus six. Panthers defense is leagues above the Falcons defense. I'll be honest. Falcons defense stinks. They got exposed bad last week. Not only are they bad, but they're injured. Their secondary is completely hurt. But Panthers ranked dead last in third down conversion rate. So they're all, I mean, their offense sucks. This is truly, uh, it's a game with a bad offense and a good defense in the Panthers against the Falcons with a good offense, but a bad defense. So I don't really know 
what way to do what to do with this. I probably shouldn't have laid six points on either side, uh, but here I am. I did anyways. Uh, laid the six points on the Falcons. To be honest, uh, if the line was still at six I, at this point, uh, now that I've had a day to think about it after I locked in the bet, I probably would go Panthers at four and a half. Probably still Falcons though. I uh, just got a bad line, so I don't know. I have not, I feel like I've been on the wrong side of Falcons games almost every single game this year, so maybe you just want to fade me in this game. I don't know. It's the toughest game of the week, in my opinion. But my bet is Falcons minus 6, minus 115. I locked it in a little too quick. Can't change it now. Next up, we got Raiders and Saints. I'm going to take the over 47.5 here, minus 115. I think these are two teams who are built for an over bet. Fifth and seventh in the NFL and yards per play third and eighth in points per play so top eight in both moving the ball and scoring uh their defenses neither of them are great either 18th and 23rd in opponent yards per play uh 10th and 12th in offensive third down conversion rate fourth and 27th in third down and opponent third down conversion rate so yeah the saints are actually pretty good third down defense but the raiders are absolutely atrocious I think generally people think the Saints offense isn't good because of their quarterback situation, but almost every single analytic, they're top 10. Uh, and also, like we saw last week with Andy Dalton, I mean, if he just throws interceptions, that can turn into quick points the other way. And if that's the case, then, hey, we don't care who gets the points. All we care about is points getting scored. Which, by the way, another bad beat last week. Andy Dalton hands the Cardinals 17 points with back-to-back -back pick sixes and a pick in the end zone. That's 17 points right there. They lose by eight, and I had Saints money line. So, another one. <laughs> another bad beat to add to the list. Uh, so, there you go. Raiders, Saints, over 47.5. Bears, Cowboys. I'm interested to see where this line is now after the Bears game, because I'm recording this after the Bears game concluded. Let's see if it changed at all here. Yeah, it has moved down a point to 9.5. I got Bears plus 10.5. I still like them at plus 9.5. I'm not completely bought in on the Dallas Cowboys being true contenders yet. Dak Prescott returned the lineup. The Cowboys still only managed 5.6 yards per play against one of the league's worst defenses and lines. Let's remember they're losing 6-3 at halftime. Now, they did go on a 20-0 run in the second half. Cowboys defense still looks absolutely fantastic. Should the Cowboys be favored in this game? Yes. Should they be favored by 9.5, 10.5 points? I don't think so. Bears defense also ranks in the top half in a lot of st statistics. So while the biggest, the Cowboys' biggest weakness on defense is, is, is the ability to stop the run, so I think the Bears can actually attack their defense a little bit and run the ball against them. Bears, like I said before Monday Night Football this week, I don't think they're as bad as a lot of people say they are i don't think they're as bad as kind of the memes and the jokes say they are they're not good but statistically they're an average team and i don't think any average team in the nfl should be underdogs by this many points so i will take the bears to cover the spread i got a plus 10 and a half i like it at the current line and nine and a half as well dolphins lines i'm going with another over bet here I continue to bet overs in games involving the Dolphins. I keep losing those bets, but I will continue to do it because it makes no sense. And now they play another team that is built for overs. Heading this matchup, the Lions and Dolphins rank 4th and 6th in yards per play. Meanwhile, the two defenses rank 22nd and 32nd in opponent yards per play. 
Neither defense can stop opponents in the red zone either. 28th and 29th in opponent touchdown red zone scoring percentage. They rank 23rd and 31st in opponent third down conversion rate. I don't know what to do because all the numbers keep telling me that Dolphins game should be going over. Their Sunday night football game against the Steelers was well on the way for hitting over at halftime and then zero points were scored in the second half. I just need to stick to the strategy because as soon as I get off of it, I know overs are going to start hitting in their games. Uh, so I will take Dolphins lines over 50 and a half. Next up, we have the Cardinals and Vikings. And this is my money line underdog alert, money line underdog alert, money line underdog alert. Give me the Arizona Cardinals plus 210 on the money line. I will say this has come down quite a bit since I bet this. Uh, they're down to three and a half point favorites plus 170, 175 on the money line. Regardless, I think they're going to win this game outright. This is a fade of the Vikings, who actually I was high on them heading into the season. Their record has been fantastic, but just like the Giants, just like the Titans, just like any other team that I bet against with a good record, their stats don't hold up. Heading heading into Week 7, uh, they ranked 26th in net yards per play. Now, that might change a little bit. They didn't play this past week. Obviously, other teams did. I, I don't have the uh, updated net yards per play in front of me yet. Um, but still, they're going to be 25th, 26th, 27th in that range. I think regression is coming for them. And a big reason why they rank so low net yards per play is because their defense is complete trash. 30th, an opponent yards per play. Dead last, an opponent yards per pass attempt. This is the type of defense that Kyler Murray is going to be able to tear apart. We all kind of assumed they'd have a bad defense this year. But what we didn't actually think was that the offense wasn't going to be great either. And I know their offense is doing enough to score points to win games. I know their offense is doing enough uh, where they have a couple of highlights. But their offense, 16th in yards per play, 17th in third down conversion rate. Uh, and they're only 24th in yards per completion. I'm kind of surprised that, by that. I thought with Kevin O'Connell's offense that we'd see more explosive plays, but a lot of their completions are underneath. I don't know if that's a play calling thing or a Kurt Cousins thing or what. But uh, their offense is not as explosive as I kind of expected. So I think this is a perfect upset spot here. I will take the Cardinals plus 210 on the money line against the Vikings. And I'll take a quick break. I'll be right back with the rest of my picks for week eight action. Be right back. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, here we go. Titans against the Texans. Little AFC South matchup. I took Texans plus four. That has now all the way come down to plus one and a half. Uh, I got a nice, I'm going to have a nice little CLV trophy this week outside of the Falcons game. But 
Uh, I like any any if the te- Texans are underdogs, I like them in this spot. I'm stubborn here. I'm going to continue to bet against the Titans. They were dead last in net yards per play heading into this past week, so they're probably 31st, 30th after this uh, after beating the Colts here. Uh, and the Texans actually outrank them in a lot of areas. 21st in yards per play. Titans are 31st in yards per play. And opponent yards per play, Texans 28th, Titans 29th. So in most categories, although the advantages are slight, the Texans actually have the advantages. So I'm surprised that they're underdogs at home. Now, I will say, I'll give the Titans credit about one thing here, and this is a big reason why their record is as good as what it is, is because... Their defense is very good at uh, uh, keeping their opponents to uh, not converting third downs. They're actually ranked first in the NFL in opponent third down conversion rate. Teams are only converting 27.78% of third downs against them. So there, I've given them some credit, but still, I do not see them being favorites on the road in divisional matchup. I will take Texans and the points. I thankfully got them at the opening line of plus four. Another AFC South team here, Commanders-Colts. I'll take the Colts, minus 3, minus 105. The Colts have benched Matt Ryan, my former quarterback for the Falcons, my dark horse pick to win NFL MVP this year, is benched after (laughs) Week 7. As much as that hurts for me to watch, as Matt Ryan's probably my favorite NFL player of all time, or at least favorite Falcon of all time, Uh, I actually think it's a good call by them, and I actually think Sam Ellinger is going to be better for them because the rest of the team's actually pretty good. Matt Ryan is killing them. Colts average two turnovers a game, and it's Matt Ryan that's doing it. He fumbles whenever they sack him. He throws a million picks now. They can't have that. This team is not built to win while turning the ball over an average of two times a game. They need to protect the ball. They need to play good defense. They need to be a game manager on offense, and Matt Ryan is just killing them. I think Ellinger's going to breathe some life into this team. I think the Colts' defense should be able to shut down the Washington offense. The Commanders ran the ball in over 50% of their plays with Heineke quarterback, but they're going to run into trouble if they run the ball that many times against the Colts because the Colts have one of the best run defenses in the NFL. So I think it's a bit of a sell-high spot on Washington after a couple straight wins. I think it is a buy-low spot. On the Colts, after they benched Matt Ryan, I will take the Colts at home, minus three, minus 105. Then we have the 49ers and Rams. Pretty quick breakdown for this one. I'll take 49ers, minus one and a half, minus 110. We already saw this game once this season, and there's nothing that makes me think we're going to see a different result. The 49ers outgained the Rams in that blowout win. 6.7 yards per play to 3.5 yards per play. They also sacked the Rams seven times for 54 yards. It was a complete ass-kicking. This Rams team is not the Rams team from last year. They haven't done anything to make me think it's going to be any different. They still rank 28th in the NFL in yards per play, 31st in yards per carry, 28th in sacked percentage. They have been destroyed by the 49ers over the past few seasons outside of the NFC Championship game last year. But it's big reason why is because San Francisco just matches up against them well. And the Rams have yet to look like their old selves this season. Uh, even against the Panthers in their last game when they beat them and covered the spread. they did That game didn't really kind of get out of hand until the second half. I will gladly back the 49ers here. San Francisco minus 1.5, minus 110 against the Rams. 
Giants against Seahawks. You know I'm taking the Seahawks. I will die on this hill of fading the Giants. I do not care. I got them at minus two. It's up to minus three. You know why it's up to minus three? Because the Sharps are on the same side again. Because professional bettors, sharp bettors know that this Giants team is not as good as the record. Once again, this past week, just like basically every single week this season, they were outgained by their opponents and still somehow managed to win the game. Seven yards per play the Jaguars got last week. Giants got 6.2. The Giants ranked 20th in the NFL in yards per play. The Seahawks ranked second. And both defenses stink, to be fair. Giants do slightly outrank them 25th to 27th. Uh, Giants, dead last in the NFL. And opponent yards per carry. They cannot stop the run. And now they take on the Seahawks, who quite literally have the best rushing offense in the NFL. They lead the league in yards per carry. Now, you can come at me in my comments. You can come at me in my Twitter reply saying, Oh, Ian, nothing matters except for the record. You know that is not true. I'm happy for Giants fans. Congratulations to them for being 6-1. and one. But you have to look at the stats. You have to look at the only thing that's tangible, the only objective facts that we can hold into our hand and measure and point to them as being true. And the Giants, despite the record, just aren't that good of a football team. And I will die on that hill if I have to. Give me the Seattle Seahawks minus two against them in week eight. It's time for them to lose. I've had enough. Then we got the Packers and the Bills on Sunday Night Football. I'm actually going to take the Packers plus the points here, plus 10.5, minus 110. I know the Packers were a bad team to bet on the first the past few weeks, uh, and they were a bad team to bet on when they were around a touchdown favorite. Now they're all of a sudden double-digit underdogs. I think that is a wild shift in betting lines. They go from a 5.5-point favorite against the Commanders to a 10.5-point underdogs to the Bills. Sure. The Packers aren't Super Bowl contenders. I'm not saying that. This is more than just a bad run of games, but they aren't a bad team. They rank 17th in yards per play, 12th in opponent yards per play. So statistically, the Packers are an average team. An average team should not be a double-digit underdog against anybody. Double-digit spreads should be saved for games that are the best teams, like a top-five team against a bottom-five team, or at the very least, a top-ten team against a bottom 10 team now if the bills are a certainly top five team um i would say they're probably the best team in the nfl right now packers are middle of the pack packers are average this spread is too big for a game that involves an average team also packers defense does have some bright spots uh they rank third in the opponent third down conversion rate sixth in opponent red zone touchdown scoring percentage ninth in sack percentage Bills are clearly better, but if I'm going to lay 10 points on a team, like I said, I need the team that they're playing against to be a, at least a bottom 10 team, and the Packers are not that. I will take Packers plus 10.5, minus 110 on Sunday night football, which leaves me with the Bengals and the Browns. Uh, toughest bet of the week, my least favorite bet of the week, but I did take the Browns plus 3, plus 100 here. There's no doubt the Bengals have looked good over the past few weeks, or at least better, but they still have a few red flags that make me concerned. One of those is that they can't run the ball with any level of success. 30th in yards per carry, averaging just 3.5 yards per rush. And unfortunately for them, that's the best way to attack this Browns defense. They rank 22nd opponent yards per 
per carry. Meanwhile, their defense allows the seventh lowest completion percentage at 60.39%. Also, the weakness of the Bengals is also their run defense, ranking 20th in opponent yards per carry. But now they have the Browns being one of the best rushing attacks in the NFL and should be able to attack them in this area. Many numbers here are too close for me to want to lay three points on a road team in a divisional matchup. I will take the three points with the Browns. I don't like it, though. Probably my least favorite bet. This and the Falcons better. Two bets I do not like this week. But, hey, I hated the Panthers last week, and they were my only win in the early window. So, who knows? But there you have it. Those are my 15 bets for the 15 NFL Week 8 games. Let me recap them. I'll then give you my best bets and my teaser play. And I'll talk a little Survivor. So my picks for this week. Ravens plus one and a half, minus 110. I like it all the way up to Ravens minus three. Broncos, Jaguars under 40, minus 110. Steeler, or Eagles minus 10, minus 110 against the Steelers. Patriots, Jets under 41 and a half, minus 110. Panthers, uh, I got the Falcons minus six against the Panthers, minus 115. Obviously, like it a lot better, four and a half. Uh, Raiders, Saints over 47 and a half, minus 115. Bears plus 10 and a half, minus 110 against the Cowboys. Dolphins, Lions over 50 and a half, minus 110. Cardinals plus 210 on the money line against the Vikings. Titan, uh, Texans plus four, minus 110 against the Titans. Colts minus three, minus 105 against the Commanders. 49ers minus one and a half, minus 110 against the Rams. Seahawks minus two, minus 110 against the Giants. Packers plus 10 and a half, uh, minus 110 against the Bills. And then the Browns plus three, plus 100 against the Bengals. My five best bets are Ravens, Saints, Raiders over, Dolphins, Lions over, Cardinals, and Seahawks. Ravens, Saints, Raiders over, Dolphins, Lions over, Cardinals, Seahawks. If you need five spreads, then the two spreads I'd replace the totals with would be the Colts over the Commanders, and the 49ers over the Rams. My favorite teaser of the week is to tease the Packers up to 16.5 over the Bills. I mean, that doesn't really cross any key numbers unless you consider 14 a key number, but uh, I, I just think 16.5 would be crazy between these two teams. And then the Browns from plus 3 up to plus 9 against the Bengals. So my teaser would be to tease up the two underdogs in the final two primetime games, Sunday Night Football and Monday Night Football. Now let's talk Survivor really quick. As I mentioned, me and my girlfriend have a entry that is in the final 21 to win $25,000 in Joe Ostrowski's pool. Let me bring up the picks that we have made so far. Uh, how's this Leafs game going? Anyways, I bet the under on it. Uh, please don't blow up my face. 3-1. Okay, we're looking good. Um, let's see here. So f 21 picks left out of 1,127 entries. So far, uh, my girlfriend, I will say she's especially the first few weeks when my entry was still alive. She went Saints, Broncos, Vikings, Eagles. Then I lost. We turned to do team effort. Then we went 49ers, Rams, Raiders this past week. Last week on the podcast, I said I was going Buccaneers. We switched to the Raiders and thank fuck we did that. This week's a tough one because a lot of small spreads can't the oh, there's three big favorites. There's the Eagles. We can't take them. Uh, we she took them in week four. Um, the Bills 
against the Packers. I don't feel comfortable with that one at all. Who knows what Aaron Rodgers can pull out of his ass. And the Cowboys over the Bears. I think, uh, once again, don't have it locked in. She gets the final call since it is her entry. I'm going to recommend that we go with the Cowboys. I mean, I just don't know where else we go. I don't like the Bills over the Packers, and there's no other big spreads that we can take. I think you just got to hope that the Bears played really good in this week and that they're going to regress to their normal selves. Uh, Cowboys, nine and a half point favorites. They're at home. It'll be a second straight road game for the Bears. I mean, I kind of wanted to go Falcons, but now after what the Panthers did this past week, I don't have faith in them. I mean, where else can we go? Not Ravens, Buccaneers, I have no interest who's in that game. Uh, Jaguars in London, no. Cardinals over Vikings, I mean, as much as I like them. I mean, who's? I don't really want to take a big underdog in Survivor. Maybe Dolphins over the Lions? Maybe uh, Patriots, Jets, I don't want to touch. Titans, Texans, I don't want to touch. I'm certainly not taking the Colts and have them make me lose both my entries. Don't want to take the Bengals. Maybe I'll put my money where my mouth is and take the shithawks over the Giants. I don't know. I think the Cowboys is the only option. So right now, uh, I think we're going to go Cowboys, but that is subject to change. Don't hold me to that. Uh, my girlfriend gets the final call. But 21 picks or 21 teams left. Grand prize is $25,000. Oh, wouldn't that be nice? Second place gets twelve thousand five hundred. Third place gets five grand. Fourth, two thousand. Fifth, one thousand. So at least top five would be nice. We'll see what happens. But that's it. This has been the NFL Week Eight episode of the Bacon Bets Podcast. The road to two hundred and seventy-two bets marches on. Best of luck with all your bets this week. Gambler bless. Let's have a big week. I'll talk to you later. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.